đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you hey guys welcome to this week's episode of kent's my radio and this is this is today we're going to be talking about the yunglong attack back in 2019 what was the yunglong attack well i'm reading on wikipedia so Apologize. The long attack, also known as the 721 incident in Cantonese, is Chetiyasiking, referred to the mob attack that occurred in Yunlong, a town in the New Territories itself. On the evening of July, of July 21st, 2019, it took place during the protests that an, an armed mob, mob suspected as triad members dressed in white, indiscriminately attacked civilians on the streets with steel rods and ratting cans before attacking members of the public in nearby Yunlong Station. Including, including elderly children, protesters returning from demonstrators, journalists, and even lawmakers. Now, police did receive about 24,000 calls to the, 999, to the 999 emergency hotline. The police arrived 39 minutes later after the attack even ended like the mob already one minute after the mob already left they just stood idle at a nearby station they didn't, they didn't arrest anybody they didn't do anything about it they didn't persecute anybody um at least 45 people were injured including a pregnant woman yes a pregnant woman was attacked during the yunglong attack the police inaction as well as mounting evidence of corruption and misconduct by the by the hong kong police led to some some citizens accused the police of collusion with mobs failing in their duties to protect the public. Background behind it. This was still protesting at the, at the time. They were still protesting um in Hong Kong who and on on the 16th in Yulong there was a protest and there's people calling for the liberation of Yulong that was supposed to take place and an online post urged Yulong to protect their homeland so-called homeland and expel protesters with warnings of potential violence against against protesters. Sunday, on July 21st, 2019, the Civil Human Rights Front, a group that commonly organizes protest, organized a protest and organized a rally from Cosby Bay to Wang Dai on Hong Kong Island with black being the dress code. Obviously, that's their dress code for protest. Many protesters, however, did not stop at the designated endpoint at Low Road and Wang Jai and continued to walk in the direction of Sung Wan, of Sung Wan um, arriving at the liaison office close to 7 p.m. They, from protesters, even threw eggs and black ink at the building defacing the national emblem on the building itself. So, it devolved around. The rally developed into violent clashes between protesters and police. According to police, the police mainly focused on the public procession on Hong Kong Island while Dung Long was manned on a skeleton basis. Quote unquote skeleton basis. The attack. In the evening, assailants wearing white. They appeared everywhere. They they showed up beforehand. God knows what they were doing. They 
gather around you long, and around 10, they became, they end up attacking one person. One person who was a chef, um, he was just coming home from work, and they suddenly just attacked him for no reason, according to Hong Kong Connection on RTHK. Um, they attacked him for no reason. He didn't do anything. He they just attacked him for no for no reason whatsoever. They were reported targeting those wearing black. So because black was the dress code for the democracy rallies, they also attacked journalists, even bystanders. One pregnant woman wearing a long dress was found lying on the floor. Around ten thirty. PM about hundreds of white shirts appear at the Yunlong railway station, attacking commuters and concourse indiscriminately on the platform and inside the train compartment. Two police did show up ten fifty two PM. They left as they judged that they were outnumbered by assailants and they didn't have a significant gear, according to police. Thirty officers arrived at eleven twenty. By the time that by the time they arrived, assailants have already left. They left they left by the time they're done attacking. Due to the violence, train bypasses Yulong Station between 10.56 to 11.19. And the station was ordered to close at 11.55. However, after midnight, Whitecap op- opened the station, shutters to a second wave attack on the passengers. No police were at the scene then. In all, at least 45 people were injured, including a legislature mem- legislative council member, Lam Chuk-Tang, and two reporters, including Ginef Ho Guailan, and another journalist who had their equipment completely demolished, completely smashed up. Citizens made calls, literally made calls, emergency hotline, seeing that the armed group assembling around 7 p.m. and an MTR spokesman said that the first call by the by the MTR to the police was made around 10:45. But police arrived more than three hours after the initial call for help were made. The local police call centers received thousands of calls between 10 to midnight, and some citizens could not connect to the reporting hotline. The management of the Yoho, Yoho Mall, the, cent- the mall next to the Yoho Station, also sent to call the police, but they could not get in touch with them. Not only that, police even shut the police stations in Yulong shut its gate in response to hunters turn up to report the incidents. Overnight. Overnight, the police set up a perimeter around Nampingwai village. The riot police attempted to enter but retreat back to the perimeter as the white shirt threw water bottles. A half a dozen white shirts are carrying metal rods, rats, and canes. Whatever they can get their hands on. Even knives, maybe. Came forward and intimidated reporters. Two riot police chatted with two of them. Pat one a short report and let him go. The police that entered the village brought the white shirt man but stated he was not arrested. Around 3.55 a.m. in the morning, the white shirt mob started leaving either in vehicles or by walking around the police perimeter. None of them would stop with questions. As the mob left, police confiscate dozens of, rod- of wooden sticks and steel rod in, the poli- in car parks. There was no arrest made when they claimed that they saw no weapons and nothing that was no, there was nothing criminal in the village. They claimed that did not determine the white shirts wearing, wearing sh- the white shirt mobsters as wearing white shirts did not mean that the one will be the ones attacking in the Union Station. The police should have done something about it. They should have reported that earlier or or something like that. They should have not, they should have done something faster. They didn't do it. I thought police is supposed to do something, but they did nothing. Like I said, the MTR 
spokesman said the workers at the station saw a dispute taking place around 10.45 and immediately contacted the police within two minutes. However, the police arrived around 11.15 when the mob was already gone. They were not there until maybe later. Despite receiving many others, um, citizens, many other people calling about calling 999 for help. Residents also report being ignored or even treated rudely by the main of the responders who claim sh- they should stay home if they're afraid. Upon arrival, police surrounded dozens of angry residents and police who accused the police of deliberate retreating after being called for the sea- called to the scene for being for for the first assault. It was revealed by the RTHK that the police had sent plain coast officers to monitor the situation but did not intervene despite the fact that they were that there were some white shirters already carrying weapons. You can see them carrying weapons. Why didn't they do anything about them? And also another police commander, this is really popular, a police commander, Lee, Lee Homan, who was interviewed by a senior journalist who asked why the police have arrived late. He was recorded saying, I don't know if we were late, and claimed we him to not have looked at his watch. The police later, later said later that dealing with the concurrent anti-government protests in Hong Kong Island has stretched their resources. The following, the following day, contact information for Lee has been removed, and along with many details of other low-ranking officers and from Yulong, from the Yulong um, Division, Yulong District District Council members, including Zachary Wan and Johnny Mack, had alerted police on the twentieth after they heard rumors from rural groups that a potential triad attack was about to take place. The police responded by saying they were all also alerted by the news, and would deploy manpower to deal with the situation. Wong, in the radio program, disclosed the group of white shirters assaulted him, but has approached a group of officers nearby with protection, the, poli- the group of police left and drove away. Meanwhile, a leaked video that they found, showing that two uniformed officers had arrived on the scene, but turned away. You can look at it yourself, they turned away and just dashed out. Responded that two um, and call for help as they consider that they were not equipped to deal with an armed crowd. Okay, what they should have done? How about just go up to them and say, hey, what's going on? Or, or intervene, or, or talk, or do something about it. I don't know, engage with what they're doing. Like, it's just, it's just negligence. Either it's just being ignorant or whatever. They should have responded faster or done something about that. They even shut down the stations as well because of, because of the because of the attack. They don't want that to happen to many of the civilians. An apprehending suspect. There was no arrest made, so there are also some of them has triad backgrounds. Five people were arrested on July twenty third, twenty nineteen. And Young Naiko, the assistant direct um, district commander commander of crime in Yulong, also stated that the police did not see anyone carrying weapons at all. When clearly they see there was a wet, they held something. The white clad mob hold a bunch of canes and sticks and whatever they were holding. They literally, you can, they can see them. There's nothing you can do anything about it. On August 29th, they both two men that were involved with the UN attack were held with no bail, were charged and held with no bail. Thirty people so far have been arrested, links to organized crime syndicates. Only four has been charged as suspect. Court hearing was scheduled to on October twenty fifth, and there was a there was a video from Stan New. I think it was a live stream. I don't remember what it was. 
it was a live stream or it was a f- news um from stan from stan news um Kenneth ho um a female journalist she was attacked by a guy surnamed named Chan Chan was not arrested by the police whatsoever at either he escaped I don't know alleged collusion pro democracy lawmakers Eddie Chu who represent New Territory West said the police show, didn't show up while thugs rampaged through the station and attacked Yunlong residents indiscriminately last night saying that this meant there was clear that there was collusion with the police and gangs because triads won't were previously linked to attacking pro-democracy activists at Mong Kok during the 2014 umbrella movement. At, at, the, at the time, police were similarly accused of not responding in a timely manner and criticized for allowing attack to occur. And then there's so many people accusing one person, it's just one person. It was not an accusation, it could be true. It could be him, he could be involved. And that person was Junius Ho. Cantonese name Ho Guan Yu. In the video's video posted online, it observed that Ho Guan Yu, a Hong Kong pro Beijing politician, greeted with a group of white clothed men. He shook their hands, gave them thumbs up, took pictures, even said thank you for your hard work. At least one member who shook his hand was showing him was actually shown in the attack as well. He was also part of it, so this led to suspicions that I've of Ho being involved in the incident and questions by members of the Hong Kong opposition. Ho later explained that he lived in Yunlong and he was merely passing by after dinner and agreed to greet one of his supporters who requested to take photos with him. He said he did not know anything about the attack when greeting them and the meeting was before the incident. However, he defended the mob at a press conference by saying that the incident was just a normal reaction to protesters who brought violence to the, to the peaceful community after they stormed the liaison office and also praised them of safeguarding out the, their district. I have nothing to say about that. Junius Ho should not, should not deny that. They're holding weapons. They're holding canes. They're holding sticks. They're holding poles. They're holding, some of them are holding knives. And he doesn't even he doesn't even admit it. It's so bad that even um, Junius Ho's office. This is the aftermath. Um, I'll read the aftermath um, after that. The law society, who he was once president, said quite numbers of complaints and serious looking into calls for disciplinary action against Ho and conducting reviews on the relevant complaint, and will pass the matter to the solicitor disciplinary tri- tribunal. If necessary, a number of student bodies and alumni associations have openly condemned both his suspected support of the attack and what they describe as his hate speech, which have damaged the image of the Lingnan University. The university issued statements afterward that which it would deny that there was a connection between Stanford University and the actions of Ho. The statements also also highlighted this university's respect for freedom of speech. If it was a threat, would that be considered a freedom of speech? I don't think so. It could be, but I can't say anything about it. What happened? And then after map, many shops were closed around Yunlong, your neighborhood including Tin Muan, Ting Siwai, and Tin Wan on um on July twenty second because of the attack. Rumors spread that there were evidently more violence on that day. Many companies allowed employees to live in the district to leave work early that day. Some schools even canceled their afternoon activities because of, 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 of violence. 
and the leisure and cultural facilities operator was closed early that day. Union's host office in Chinwan was vandalized by protesters after the attack. Glass was partially broken, as well as leaving memos saying, suggesting a link between violent gangs that carried the attack and previous day and the police force. Protesters also posted anti-government sticky notes on the inter- exterior walls of the office in Tsingsiwai and Tinmon. A group even vandalizes his graves in Tinmon. Left graffiti with words such as official triad collision and Singwall, a triad group in Hong Kong, near the graves feeling rumors regarding the backgrounds of the vandals. In a press conf and a news conference on the 24th by six people who were attacked, it was held by mostly six people who were part of the attack, came forward with the stories. Several people in the group, including lawmaker Lam Chut Teng, said that they might, they may appeal for financial compensation of the damage in the court of law and filed suite as a suite against the against the police and the MTR Corporation. Lam also said that his political part would assist any others would, who would wish to press charges and seek readiness. Um, and reclaim Yung Long. There's so many there's so many things going on. There's been protests anywhere. There's even a protest that happened that planned on July twenty eighth, uh July twenty seventh, twenty eighth at and Hong Kong Island West was scheduled to schedule or postpone to make reclaim Yunlong action. The letter that they were sent was was actually rejected. And any by protest could risk of a unlawful assembly offense. Police they made a lot of a lot of stuff going on. They made a lot of narrative that when while the police recognized the attack was actually shocking and, and violent. As the attackers assaulted commuters inside the Yunlong NTR station, they attempt to reshape their narrative in their favor over the following year. The police force refused to apologize for its slow, slow reaction, despite recognizing that the police responded they had failed to live up to public expectation. After the retirement of Stephen Law and the new commissioner Chris Tong began to completely give different, completely different accounts, saying that the incident only happened became heated when Nam Choting appeared at the station. The police account aligned with that of Junius Ho and pro Beijing and pro Beijing groups accused of unspent stirred up and conflict eventually caused a fight. Superintendent Gong um, Superintendent Wing echoes Tong's statement saying that that the attack started because the group had led protesters to Yunlong. Though he later after backtracked it that it was his personal observation, the police, the independent police complaint council, who was controlled by mostly pro Beijing, concluded that it was a gang fight in the Yunlong attack. And it makes it worse that Lam Chutin was arrested on August twenty sixth for rioting. <laughs> he was attacked. How can he be rioting? Just for showing up. If I show up, if I show up doing a fight in the future. Imagine if I show up in a fight, and there was a fight, I'm trying to separate everybody, and I get arrested, and I'm charged with fighting. This is just absurd. In addition to many more violence, there's more going on, of course. The police on that day, um, Lam was arrested for a charge with a count of between 
two evenly matched rivals. That's not even, actually. Some protesters don't even have weapons. Some of them just have umbrellas. While many of the gangs, they have everything. They can just attack you, whatever. The police and the um, alleged photo evidence and video commentary were one side and that the attack was not indiscriminate. However, the footage that recorded that day, the white cop already congregated and attacked pedestrians outside Yulong Station before Lam even arrived. Fellow lawmaker Wu Chi-Wai commenting on, commenting on Lam's arrest added that the, like the persecution is calling a deer a horse and twisting right and wrong. Lam was a victim of the attack as he was assaulted by, by a white cop man on that day on the train compartment. Following the incident, he required 18 stitches to his frickin' mouth wound. Members of the Union District Council released statements criticizing the police and rewriting history and erasing facts. Lawmaker Anthony Dapron described the police action as gaslighting highest order. In the statement of Clifford Scott, who was once an IPCC's consultant, and the police were trying to write their own history of 2019 that fits reactionary form of policing. Gen Ho Guaylan, a former Senate news reporter who was assaulted by one of the white clad men while live streaming during the attack, added that any attempt by police to distort the fact would be futile because the event was strongly most live streamed incident in 2019 and the views were widely circulated all over the dang internet. Union Soul was never investigated. That makes it great, right? If not investigating a moron, we expect it to be. It's the government. They're not doing anything about it. Pro Beijing wouldn't even talk about it. So why do they care? Um, what else? Arresting, arresting investigative journalists. One of the journalists for RTHK, Cho Yutling, or Bao Choi, a freelance journalist who filmed the documentary the attack on the RTHK Hong Kong. Hong Kong Connection, was arrested on November 3rd in 2020 for charged with misusing government vehicles, license, database, and making false statements to obtain information and records about car owners. She tried to discover the owners of the... She's actually literally dis, dis, trying to investigate the owners of the car who was supplying weapons to the attackers who launched the attacks on scores of people. The owners of the car were identified as rural village leaders. She checked the box to declare that the vehicle registration search were for other traffic and related matters. Other options available when assessing the databases were legal proceeding and sales purchase of vehicles. While previously, while previously available options, other purposes has been scrapped. The magistrate said that Choi was considered a means to obtain information. What they did was completely stupid. Okay, they dismissed allegations that the arrest um, was attack on press freedom. Choi said whatever speculation there is will cause concerns in the news industry. I don't think there's there's any benefits to the Hong Kong public. Secretary. The then Secretary for Security, John Lee, said the investigation was no different from investigating that the police was doing as a result of complaints. Choi was found, was found guilty on April 22nd, 2021 and fined, fined 6000 Hong Kong dollars 
for investigating, come on, the Foreign Correspondent Club or the FCC on on a, on the same day where she was being charged when you found guilty strongly criticized the verdict as setting a dangerous precedent for legal action against journalists for engaging in a routine reporting. To the SEC statement, a spokesperson from the liaison office responded by saying the SEC's statement verified, verified the SAR government and trampled it upon the rule of law and pretext of press freedom and the SEC should know its place. Really? Don't they have a right to look at who's a criminal vehicle is? Come on, it's so stupid. Several politicians, Kenneth Long Kai Chung and Roy Kwon Chum Yu, and other public figures condemned the incident as a terrorist attack. Hong Kong Economic Times compared the attack with two terroristic attack in mainland China in 2014, suggesting that Yulong attack may qualify as a terrorist attack according to mainland law. The newspaper also compared the attack with the U.S. law, making the same conclusion. Parties from both factions condemned the violence. Pro-democracy even signed, signed a petition to condemn the negligence of police suspect, and allow suspected triads to become enforcers for their own laws, while DAB condemned the violence and demanded police to follow up on on that issue seriously, but they didn't do it. What what a surprise! The injured as the injured as well as electrical member electrical member Lam Chutting who was injured, James Tian who was a pro Beijing who demanded Carrie Lam release soon after the Yongluang attack, and a number of dem- pro democracy council accused the mob of being triad gangs. The police also believed a suspect arrested had triad backgrounds on. July 22nd when they were arrested. Some politicians, such as Zachary Wong, the counselor of Nguyen, who accused them of being under the influence of the Beijing central government, signed the opinion of the liaison official inauguration event and, and stopped Papung World Committee days earlier. After the attack, Reuters also claimed that they have audios recording the speech of the officials. Journalists Association also condemned the attack attack on journalists as a severe infringement of press freedom. Also said Kang Chung, um, vice editor of Hong Kong Economic Times, one of the executive direct executive director of the Economic Times holding resigned on on July twenty third after retracting his own opinion on encouraging the use of violence on anti bill protesters. He expressed an opinion that he would support during these events upon the police a day before the attack. There was backlash on July 22nd, when three protesters demonstrated at, at the Yunlong police station to condemn the attack, the delay, the delay police response, and the alleged collusion between police and triads gangs. Hundreds of social workers, mostly from them from the election committee, also came at the protest at the same time and handled over criminal evidence and complaints against the police. On August 2nd, the Labour Party who was it called? The canteen is called Gumdong. Representative Harold protests outside the government's office demanding that Junius be stripped of his title of the Justice of Peace, the, the award for mostly whoever, along with petitions of about 20,000 signatures. The Labour Party chairman said Ho was unfit to hold the position. 
as he had incited others to use violence. He has a Facebook video that he did, live stream, whatever. They posted everywhere. And he, and he said, was, I don't remember what he said, but his exact word was, was, please over there and beat them to a pulp. He said it was just, it's just a joke. But if it's a joke that causes violence, how can you tolerate that? The government condemned the attack on the following midnight. In a statement, they released after midnight's local time. However, the government refused to categorize the attack as a riot. Carrie Lam held a media session on July on the same day, who can blame her, on, on 3 p.m., first condemning the protesters for besieging the liaison office in Singwon the night before, and addressing why she patriotcy prioritized the liaison office incident before the long attack in remark. Lam said, it's important that the Hong Kong citizens they live were protected, but I believe Austin will agree the successful implementation of the one country, two system is even the most important thing. Lam did not directly address the media questions about the delayed police response by police calls. Lam was ultimately condemned condemned the organized attacks on protesters and bystanders saying violence will breed more violence. However, former lawmaker James Tian, former uh, chairman and leader of the Liberal Party, questioned her sincerity and asked if Trump were now ruling Hong Kong. And f- in a Facebook post, he urged Lam to resign for what happened in the Yulong that night. Commissioner Stephen Lowe, who was the then commissioner of the police, said he would follow up with the incidents and refused to comment at this point on the police reactions towards mobs and the incidents compared to high-pressure approach towards protesters in earlier situations. On July 26, why? Chief Secretary for Administration, the then Chief Secretary for the Administration, Matthew Chung, apologized to citizens and admit that the police department fell short of public expectation, questioning about the demands for an independent inquiry into police misconduct. Chun said that the matters would be handled inter- handled internally. Shortly after the apology, image of printed statement accompanied by warrant cards circulated online from dissenting officers questioning that the need to apologize and calling Chun the enemy of the police. The Police Inspector Association and Junior Police Officer Association expressed serious condemnations of its apology. Are you kidding me? I mean, to be honest with you, this is the darkest, Yulong's one of the darkest time ever. The attack was one of the biggest dark of Hong Kong's history. And I felt that it was just a big slap in the face. It, not only that, it was a big slap to the face to many pro-Beijing people, which what to led to many of the, it was, a, it led to the establishment of the District Council Task Force. The pro-democracy won a landslide in 2019. They beat every pro-Beijing out. Yunlong was previously dominated by pro-government, also was swung by pro-democracy camp people. With 33 people taking 39 seats, gaining control of about 45 seats in the council. The new council term commenced, was commenced on January 4th, 2020. On January 7th, the council passed a motion to establish a working group to investigate the mob attack. The Hong Kong police to 
refused a formal invitation to attend the council meeting. Former student leader Tommy Jung, now district counselor to the Ying, to Yinglo um, constituency, was elected chairman of the task force. I guess there's a silver lining, but still, the attack is one of the darkest part of history ever. And if only everything was going to be fine. Nah, not everything's going to be fine. There's more protesters than I can even say to myself at that time. Nah's protesters are starting to decrease and the national security laws been passed and everything became super, super dangerous. Many people have fled. There's no way they're living here at all. <laughs> not even once. I mean, I mean, as to quote for Mike Pompeo, Hong Kong used to be one of the freest cities in the world, but now it's just like an, any other communist city around. And I don't know how Hong Kong's gonna live up. So many people are arrested. Um, there's no change whatsoever. It makes it difficult for people to stay. Um, the Civil Human Rights Front. It was very, it's not currently leaderless because their conveniences were arrested, which makes it even difficult to even handle it. And to my word out to many Hong Kong people who's now currently, who's currently in prison, or to people who currently is an exile to the rest of the world, I want to say you guys are strong. Don't be weak, guys. You guys are incredibly strong. So stand up. Don't lose anything. Don't lose your faith. One day, Hong Kong will cheat to the democracy. This is Kent Ho. Thank you for thank you for stopping by at Kent's Ho Team Kent Ho My Media. Thank you so much for and hope you guys have a great day. <laughs> Can't host my radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. Can't host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.